You're listening to I Got That One. Presented by Tom and Yvonne. So what's the difference between theology, religion, and the philosophy of religion? Uh, what you put on your final degree title, I guess? Well, hey, from St. Catherine's Cambridge could probably tell us. I'm sure she could if she was uh, so inclined. Well, hello once again. It is now episode 11. Wow. Wow, time is slowly flying by. And I think we've only got three more. Yes, three first, first round matches to go. And then we have the knockout stages. Mm-hmm. And then we have the Christmas break where we have to talk about something, I suppose. <laughs> the Christmas special? Nah, we don't uh, do that on this podcast. Okay, I mean, <laughs> last year I was very rude about it. I then did watch a few episodes and thought, okay, this is mildly entertaining. We were being hypocritical. I was being hypocritical. <laughs> uh, I'll fully own to that one. And so okay. we might do kind of a overall feel of it. We might. We might. I mean, we might find some special topics. Indeed. However, um, just as a forewarning, we probably will not be re- releasing anything over the Christmas uh, period because we will be elsewheres. Yes, I'm sure our audience is gutted to hear that. Yes, I'm really sorry to tell you this, but there will not be any Christmas special if I got that one. <laughs> Or, or there might be. I mean, we you'd never know with us, honestly. In, indeed, we could be lying to you Our right predictions now. are all over the place. Our expectations are all over the place. Honestly, you should not rely on us in the slightest. <laughs> We're just two morons who like to watch this show. <laughs> well, well, speak for yourself. All right. So anyway, uh, this week it was St. Catherine's. Cambridge, yes, versus University Oxford. Yeah. Now, specifically, this is St. Catharines with an A-R. Okay. There's a St. Catharines, which is the Oxford version. Oh, goodness me. And that's the one that my father went to. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it was one of the newer colleges. Mm-hmm. I think it was almost brand new when he went. Okay, and are they pronounced any different? Um, I mean, it's a very subtle difference, mm. and they like to make a big meal about the difference because, you know, <laughs> sure. Oxford and Cambridge. Right. But yeah, it was St. Catherine's Cambridge versus University College of Oxford. Yep, so uh, onto the teams now. Yep. So from St. Catherine's, we had Hay doing a theology, religion, and the philosophy of religion. Uh, please feel free to enlighten us on, on what that entails. Sounds fascinating, to be honest. Yeah, hey, please do get in touch with us and try to uh, explain <laughs> what the differences are because it's lost on us mere simpletons. <laughs> and then we had Dinage doing natural sciences. So we had Scott, the captain, doing maths. And we had Michaelides doing veterinary medicine. So this was incredibly STEM heavy. Yes, extremely. And then on the... Well, not really, except for the theology. Well, yeah. But other than that, yes. You're still leaning quite heavily in, and then a lot of heavy lifting doing on the theology side of things for your humanities. <laughs> and then on the University of Oxford side, we had Buiza doing a PhD in condensed metaphysics. Did how do you say his name again? Buiza? Buiza. Buiza, I'm sorry. <laughs> and yes. then we had Kosher doing English. Yep. We had Hargrave, the captain, doing a PhD in pre-modern China. Nice. And we had Karas doing a PhD in Russian. All yes. really fascinating subjects. Absolutely. And I know we have a, the best dressed at the end of the episode. Yes. But I do have to point out that Witsa <laughs> had the most glorious moustache. Yes, this handlebar moustache. Yes, it was possibly the most stereotypically uh, Italian yeah. Uh, yeah. he could have yeah. gone for. Yeah. And I love he was deliberate. leaning hard into it. Yeah, I mean, all power to you. Absolutely. It was a magnificent stash. It was, it was. So I think we should uh, talk about the performances. And whilst it was not the highest scoring of uh, the rounds we've watched, it was a very closely fought one. Yes. And, um, you know, 
both teams did take a bit more time in the conferring than uh, I think we've personally uh, kind of been comfortable with. Yeah. Although Paxman only had to hurry him up near the end when, you know, there were points in the balance. But I think in general, these were two fairly balanced teams. Yeah, I thought so. I enjoyed watching them. Mm-hmm. Um, they had an even pegging of 120 right until the final buzz. Honestly, this was within seconds of the final buzz, right? Absolutely. Final gong, indeed. And so, exactly, um, very evenly matched and very fun to see because I think there were strengths across the board here. Absolutely. Yeah. No, and what immediately became apparent on the St. Catherine side is that this is an extremely charismatic team. Yes. And, you know, we should also kind of maybe uh, zoom out a little bit and mention this is the first University Challenge episode, potentially ever, where it's majority women on the panel. Yes, there's only three men, right? Indeed. Uh, so Scott is the only um, male presenting member of the St. Catherine's team. Yes. And um, you can kind of get the feeling that maybe he feels a little bit outnumbered sometimes. <laughs> could be, could be. Because I feel like especially McLeodys and Dinich were forming an almost a kind of, uh, you know, duo um, yeah. with each other. Yeah, but I think overall I found the St. Catherine's team to be really, to have a really nice and supportive dynamic. I think they all seem to got, get along really well. They had these little jibes at each other and I think overall they, they gelled very well. It was very nice and heartwarming to see. Absolutely. I mean, there was definitely elements of where you could tell they were kind of ribbing each other but it yeah. was not in a mean-spirited kind of it way. It was friendly. Yeah. Yeah, especially when um, Scott showed off his very impressive uh, right. mathematics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to which, you know, they said, of course you know that. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was a nice moment. Yeah, I get the feeling that, you know, there have been multiple occasions where he's <laughs> just pulled his outfit in, uh, in a casual conversation. Yeah, exactly. But uh, no, it's excellent to see just a team gel together so well because mm-hmm. we have in the past seen some teams where you definitely yeah. get the feeling that, you know, they don't haven't spent a lot of time together outside. Yeah, of or they may form. not be completely comfortable with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, the nerves then can get the better of you when you don't feel like you're with a team that is supportive. Yeah. Right. But I think yeah, that made me realize actually that having going in with a nice and supportive team actually can boost confidence. It can boost morale yeah. and performance at the end. And this is where I feel like the college system of Oxford and Cambridge does help because. Yeah. The colleges are, you know, they only ever go as big as a thousand students at any one time, and it can be as low as 300 or just under 300. Fair enough, yeah. So you do get to know your college mates very, very well. Yeah. And you'll often, yeah, all, you know, there'll only be, you know, a handful of you at any one go kind yeah. of uh, group together. Mm. So it's really possible to form a nice, closely tight knit group yes. in these colleges. Yeah. Which, you know, some people could say it's an advantage that is given unfairly over other universities. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely maybe a case being made here, but I don't feel like we need to go into that detail here. No, but we don't have to. You can definitely tell that it has helped with the St. Catherine side. Yeah, I agree. I agree. What about the other side? On the other side, this is definitely where I feel like, uh, like we had with the previous uh, round, where they were a bit unlucky with the uh, yeah. sets that they got. Yeah. I feel like this is also a good team. They mm-hmm. seem to work quite well. There mm-hmm. was very clear communication. Hargrave was a very good captain, making sure so, that yeah. everyone was involved, especially making sure Karras was roped in as much as possible. Yes. Yeah. And whilst uh, Kasha didn't buzz, she was also definitely included and a big part of the conferring. Mm-hmm. I think it's just they were not really able to kind of shine mm-hmm. so much. 
Which is unfortunate because I feel like they had a bit more to give. They did. So it's going that way. Um, so far, though, they are um, they are among the highest scoring losers. That is true. But at the bottom of that list. So if there's another team in the next three rounds that uh, manages to go over 120, then that's university knocked out. That's true. I mean, we've already seen Glasgow uh, get definitively knocked out. Yeah, exactly. So we have at the moment St. John's Cambridge with 155, UCL and Emmanuel Cambridge with 130. 35 each and then followed by University Oxford so we'll see how the next three matches pan out indeed I feel like um, this is maybe the lower end of best scoring loser points that we've seen compared to last season yeah I mean last season was also around 130 140 it, so it's about the same it is but I feel like the the bottom kind of cutoff points was a bit higher at the same point last season yeah 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 okay that's fair I mean that's, that's just true. my personal feeling because I remember that Exeter was one of the lowest ones of the top four yes and they had a 140 yeah right yeah, yeah right and then I think Imperial had a 155 or something like that yeah uh, because was, you know, you know, to get fantastic recovery, and yeah. we saw St. John's do something equivalent mm-hmm. uh, not so long ago. Exactly, exactly. So right. there, there is still a chance for uh, university to uh, come back mm-hmm. swinging and show that they do have more to yeah, more present. to give. Yeah. And speaking about working together well, yeah, I think this this time what I noticed was that Karis had some pretty good. Um, she'd fed the captain some pretty good answers, but either he had misheard them, or um, I think there's one question about the Latin words for um, geological formations, yeah. and I think she gave a really good answer. She said schism, and the correct answer happened to be schist or schist or something really close. Yeah. So I think that you know, um, except for that, I think overall they they did have a good dynamic. I mean, it happens, you know, even though they're mic'd up, if you're not speaking directly into your microphone, yeah. uh, it could be misheard because, you know, whilst they do have the earpieces to enable them to be able to confer, they tend to look at each other rather than, you know, speaking into their microphone and it's very easy to mishear. If there's three different people talking to you, you can get confused. Yeah, so I think maybe if not for that, I know they dropped uh, maybe five points on, on one of those. So I think mm. that could have enabled them to, to win because it was just so close. Yeah. So it's very hard to say. And also we have to say that Paxman was being... Being, I think, quite strict about answers. And fair, fair to both teams. Because he was strict with university. Yeah. And then, but, you know, he was good and said, I'm going to be strict with St. Catherine's because yeah. I was fairly strict in this ruling. So at the very least, he's consistent within the game. Yeah. Across games, I feel like he tends to be a bit yeah. more strict or a bit more relaxed depending yeah. on how he chats with the teams. But mm-hmm. at the very least, within the round itself, I yeah. feel like he does his best to make sure there's an equal playing field between the two teams. Yeah, fair enough. So shall we go into some favorite question? Before we do, I just want to very quickly uh, give a shout out to Karis who did write a very short Twitter thread about the importance of uh, having women. Yes, yes, I did see that. That was, a, yeah, yeah, good. I mean, it's a very short read, but I'd recommend giving it, um, you should definitely look it up. We retweeted it or liked it. We liked it. I think she talked about how there are some barriers for, for women to participate in University Challenge and hopefully over time, seeing more women represented on the show gives um, other female students more confidence to, to participate, to sign up. Definitely worth uh, considering. Mm-hmm. But yes, let's talk about the questions. And there were a few which I uh, quite enjoyed, I'll be honest. Yeah. So I personally liked uh, this question on novels with poem lines as the title. Oh, so okay. not only did you need to know the novel, but you had to know uh, poetry pretty well as well. Yeah. To be able to kind of connect the dots there. So um, that was pretty good. I like that question. 
Yeah, that one was quite enjoyable. I uh, quite enjoyed the TV shows about silence. Yes, yes. I thought that was a very nice thematic grouping of Correct. shows which normally you wouldn't say in the same sentence. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just interesting to hear, you know, uh, shows like Buffy the Vampire Slayer yeah. being said in the same phrase as something completely unconnected. Right, exactly. But then, you know, there are connecting threads between these shows. Yeah, um, and then also because... I'm fairly predictable. The two history uh, bonus sets. Yeah. Enjoyable. The ruined cities in Asia. Yep. And uh, the one about just pure history, which turned out to be about Indian history. Mm-hmm. Specifically about uh, famous battles that happened north of Delhi. Yeah. Between the 16th and 18th century. Yeah. Very fascinating. I think that's really important as well, because sometimes we forget that uh, other parts of the world have had history, have had their battles and conquests. And when we have a, a very Eurocentric uh, knowledge of history, we tend to forget these things and gloss over these things so it's good that it's getting you know a bit more recognition yeah I mean it's the equivalent of I would say Vienna in Europe where a lot of very consequential battles happened outside the city walls yeah or you know just a bit further north uh, in the Czech Republic yeah you know some very important battles happened there so just goes to show that there are very important battles fought in the same area around the world. Yeah. Because humanity is very predictable, unfortunately. <laughs> they are, they are. There was also a question on UK geography, a brief question, mm-hmm. where the question setter was just like, I'm just going to give you a map. Just tell me for the name of, for the love of God, tell me what the name of this city is. Please. This one, you've highlighted it. Just you. tell me, what is this city? Uh-huh. But then they struck again with questions about English rivers. Yeah. <laughs> and now I really feel like uh, there is someone with a vendetta against how geography is taught in English schools. These yeah, days, yeah. For sure. But yeah, that uh, first picture round was very interesting because it was UNESCO World Cities of Film. Yes, correct. And uh, creative part of the uh, Creative Cities Network, right? Yes, Mm -hmm. so, uh, and it it was good because it wasn't the stuff that you normally think of, like, you know, Venice or Tribeca. Kent. Yeah, it was, you know, places like Watch, uh, Vladolid, Potsdam. Potsdam, yes. I I didn't know that they were called uh, creative cities. Maybe Potsdam a little bit, but not the others. I mean, I was vaguely aware that a lot of the German uh, cinema industry uh, is there, but, you know, Vladolid is famous for kind of, you know, being brave enough to presents uh, films which are normally censored yeah and watch because it's important to have eastern europe involved because there's some truly amazing eastern european uh, movies out there mm-hmm. which often get overlooked because a lot of audiences in the west are very hesitant to read subtitles yeah eh, it is what it is a pity. and the second picture round was uh, still from stills, yeah from uh, yeah uh period pieces they were all jane eyre though right possibly I think just different characters that have played Jane Eyre. <laughs> yeah, something along those lines. But it was this time naming the actor playing uh, yeah. the person rather than naming the movie or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Which is a bit more challenging because it's all well and good to kind of recognize vaguely the movie. But, mm. you know, unless it's been in the last 10, 15 years, you'd be hard pressed to remember, you know, yeah, some of these um, performances. Mm-hmm. And again, it uh, goes to show that even just making it onto this show is a sign of uh, very impressive knowledge and skill. No doubt. And I think... We don't lose. Absolutely. And the last thing we should, uh, of course, mention is the music round, Mm -hmm. because finally we're out of our uh, slew of classical music and orchestra Um, music. I wouldn't speak too soon, but yes, it's nice occasionally to hear pop music. The clouds break and and the bright (laughs) light shines through. Yeah. This time it was disco. Yes, 
fancy. Now, this is a, a fun one because I feel like disco is a much maligned genre of music. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, we were all lied to and told that it wasn't cool and kind of weird in the 70s. Yeah, and then there was a bunch of disco records being burned and there's all that. Yeah, because like so many things in American history was actually just another form of racial violence. But yeah, just really problematic. Again, this is not a podcast to be talking about this no, kind no, of stuff. No, get off your soapbox. But it was cool to see that, you know, even younger participants do have at least a passing knowledge mm. of, you know, these uh, very talented musicians who yeah. Yeah, uh, will only be remembered if they get sampled in uh, modern hip-hop or, uh, you know, for example, even the the guy that this round was based on, which is Giorgio Moroder. Yeah. I mean, he... I only knew because uh, I think he was sampled in a Daft Punk song. Exactly. And I didn't know him at all. So <laughs> just goes to show how important it is that yeah. sampling is actually important to kind of preserve the legacy sometimes. Yeah. If properly attributed, sometimes we kind of forget that, you know, samples have an origin. Mm -hmm. But yes, I think that's it for questions. It's now time to look at statistics. So brought to you by UC Stats on Twitter. So St. Catherine's Cambridge came in with an impressive eight out of nine starters, correct? Mm -hmm. And bonuses was where they fell short a little bit, only 10 out of 21. Yeah, that's slightly below half. Yeah, and then for university, uh, 8 out of 10 starters, okay. but even fewer bonuses, unfortunately, 8 out of 24. Yeah, that was... That's, yeah, a third. Yeah, 33%, exactly. Um, but then most starter, uh, correct starters came from Scott, mm -hmm. from St. Catharines, with four out of four correct. Nice. Um, and then Hey, Buitza, Hargrave, with three correct starters each. And then Karas with two, Dinage with one. So almost everybody buzzed in. Yeah, I feel like that's a very nice balanced one. Yeah. Uh, like I mentioned, we didn't hear anything from uh, Kasha, but that's not because she wasn't involved. It was just, you know, she was probably felt more comfortable talking in the conferring in, yeah, yeah and that happens um yeah so like i said university oxford is now uh, fourth among the highest scoring losers so we just have to wait uh, to see the next three rounds to see who who those four highest scoring losers will be we will have to see because as we've mentioned many times this has been a very balanced first round mm -hmm. where we've not really seen any blowouts so we just have to wait and see because if it's another balanced round but also high scoring yeah it's gonna be tough yeah but it's I gonna am, be fascinating to see indeed uh, but i am rooting for unif because i feel like they have a point to prove almost yeah yeah and yeah i think they were a nice team it to was watch. by no means a, a bad performance i no. would say but yeah Hopefully they get another chance. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And of course, I am very happy to see that uh, St. Catherine's has got through. Yeah. Because the last uh, majority female team, unfortunately, did not make it. Yes. So it's it's very nice. It's very heartwarming. And I'm rooting for them as well. Indeed. Also, I feel like this was the first grudge match between Oxford and Cambridge of this season. Yeah, I think so. Which is... You expect more sparks to fly, but uh, I guess... Uh, Everybody's diplomatic and cordial. Well, yeah, I mean, it's university challenge. It's not, you know, football. Um, it's not wrestling or... Yeah, if this was, for example, the North London derby, this would be far more animated. Yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah, I think it is now, of course, time to finish up with the real reason. Everyone tunes in, I think. Or feigned, best dressed. Okay, so on a count of three. One, two, three. Karis. Oh, lovely. We are in sync once again. Yes, I loved her kind of mustard yellow blouse with that uh, big white rounded collar. I thought that was great. And then her hair, uh, Abdu, was pretty nice as it well. It was brilliant. It made me think of a bread, which is very common here in Switzerland, yeah. a uh, butterzov. Yeah. So I was getting a little bit hungry watching. <laughs> That's right. Now I now you mention it. Yeah. And there was also someone who pointed out that she was kind of channeling pilgrim sheep. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which... Like those paintings, right? Absolutely. And I, yeah. thought, yeah, I thought it was quite an excellent um, and, you know, inspired uh, wardrobe choice. Yeah. Very kind of compelling, coherent aesthetic going on. Yeah. But I would say... Telling well, a story with your... Uh, for sure. Your looks. But I would say that I feel like you never really kind of uh, try to bring it a bit more in terms of their wardrobe. Yeah, yeah. Because whilst I'll give points to Catherine's for kind of um, having a theme. Yeah, where, kind of a red colour theme, right? Well, the three women were all wearing um, their university um, yeah. attire because mm. you could see the St. Catherine's logo on it. Yeah. Which, okay, great, you coordinated. But, you know, we have to be consistent in our kind of, you know, asking for a little bit more than just hoodies <laughs> and T-shirts. Yes. <laughs> so um, I hope that... Um, St. Catherine's bring it. Yeah, they bring it. Yeah, I mean, you have to second plan. You have time to... You know, choose something a little bit more kind of standout-ish. <laughs> yes. But I have to say, Scott, they look very smart in here. Yes, so he shirt did. And job yes, look. he did. It's a classic university challenge look, I must and say. And then shout out to Breedsa's handlebar moustache once again. I mean, he would be my <laughs> second pick. Because, I mean, he was why all, not? Why not? He was also very smartly dressed, and yeah. you know, I have to say, it's really the international students who I feel bring an extra <laughs> bit of something. Yes, isn't it always? It is always. Yeah. So, um, right. so yes. Hope you enjoyed listening to us this time. Indeed, we had a lot to talk about uh, around the, this match. Yes. But, you know, this was an excellent match, and I have high hopes for the last three. Yes, me too. So if you agree with us, or even if you don't, please feel free to drop us a message on our socials. We're on Twitter, as I got that one. Also on Instagram, as I got that one. Or you can even drop us an email at igtopodcast at gmail.com. Indeed. So thank you very much. And until next week, it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me.